Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. This is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, because that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the OKS Hunter Podcast. Coming at you from the OKS Hunter Podcast studio, brought to you by Spartan Forge. They are the premier, elite, most badass uh, hunting GPS deer predictability application on the market right now. Uh, use code OHP at SpartanForge.ai to save 25% off of your subscription. We have a couple new partner announcements to make. If you've uh, listened to the podcast and post-production in podcast land, you hear that we do work with Go Wild. Uh, they are a social media, like, much more than that. Like, But social media app designed for hunters and anglers where you're not going to get censored for stuff, get your wrist slapped for posting a grip and grin or shunned by some non-hunter. Uh, among other things, you can buy gear there and, and things like that as well. Vector Custom Shop, they're an old friend of ours. Uh, Greg and I met Isaac back in his early days when he was just going to start. And uh, we worked together back when we were Where to Hunt podcast. And Greg, me, and Derek all shoot Vector Custom Shop Arrows. Yeah, have been for the past two seasons. This will be season number three, rolling into it with uh, Vector Arrows flying through the air. Yeah, they just launched their new ZMR. They keep selling out of them. Like, as back, soon as they're up, they're, they're gone. gone. Yep. So uh, I don't know. If I have a discount code from Isaac, because we just are too busy to actually like <laughs> nail things down. But if I can get one from him uh, before this goes into podcast land, I'll put it up there as well. And then also, we want to welcome Latitude Outdoors. They've been friends of ours for a, for a while. Um, Greg and I were both using the Method 2 saddle of theirs last season. Um, we're going to be trying out some of their platforms and sticks this season in addition to the saddle. We're going to get uh, Derek hooked up with that as well. But you can save 20% off of all their accessories if you use code OHP. Be sure to check those guys out. They have some great products. Um, they really pay attention to detail. They got a lot of, like, I don't know how to describe it here, but everyone that asks me, oh, isn't saddle hunting, like, uncomfortable? Don't you get hip pinch? No, I don't. Not with that one. Because there's just so much to adjust. I think if you're getting hip pinched, it's just, it's wrong fit. Yep. You know, and wrong fit in anything, boots, hunting, hunting clothes, hat, whatever. Yeah. If your boots are giving you a hip pinch, you got Right. <laughs> if you have discomfort, it's time to assess something. Oh, that's funny. So no, yeah. Welcome uh, to our, our partners. We're happy to have you guys. You know, if you're listening to the show, check those guys out. They help support us. Like the equipment that we have, the gear we have, the studio that we're in, all that stuff, they help fund all this stuff. And uh, it's not cheap, you know? I think we've got to get 
drag over here some new headphones. I know I got a pair over here that's kind of a little too squeaky. So we put them on the side and we got to deal with that. And we keep having more people in the studio, so we might have to upgrade the mixer to more than four inputs for a mic. Right. And uh, the next they, pump up is six. They did come out with a new one I just saw. They so. did. I, I don't know if it's that much better or not. I've heard well, mixed it's reviews. It's not like we use this thing to its full potential either every time. No, no, we're not using all four. But the rare occasion we get that extra person in here or whatever, it's like then I got two people sharing a, a, a boom mic, and that's kind of a pain in the butt. So it is what it is, but that that's why we have our partners. They, they help us That's right. You know, put all this content. So anyway, uh, excuse my shortness of breath and my nasally voice i'm dealing with week three of sinus infection and allergies <laughs> there's like so much pollen in the air it sucks it's, it's terrible time of year but everybody's getting sick and the new variants of uh the crap virus oh is that still happening oh yeah yeah i haven't had a problem uh yet knock on wood thank god i don't need anything else floating around here but i am drinking some drop time spirits by the way they still are friends of the show and they're Let's keeping see. us from going dry here we got a couple more bottles left before they we empty it out and then I got to knock on their door and have them ship us a new case. That's right. They're supposed to be in Wisconsin soon. They they bottle their stuff here in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And they want us to come out to the distillery to see it all happening, which would be kind of fun to do. That'd be way cool. So anyway, uh, welcome to the show. If you're just joining us, uh, you know, on the live chat or the live stream, you can call into the show. We do have a live phone number. I'll put that on the screen at some point. But the number is 262 and we do have a chat going, so feel free to jump in there if you got some comments, questions, or additives to the story or conversation. So that's it. We do have a guest with us. I am not going to even begin to try to pronounce your last name. So it's Jimmy G with Half Rack. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, guess. It's good, dude. We're, I don't know, you heard all the intro stuff. We're just rolling over here, rocking and rolling. We change up our background. What do you think, Greg? Darker? That seems nice. That yeah, seems nice. That seems nice. Clean. It's crisp. Yeah. Contrasty. Ish. Ish. <laughs> What's going on over by you, Jim? You're in Virginia, did you say? Yep, yep. So now we're behind you guys. You guys are having a nice chill combo. I'm sitting here waiting to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll be a long time before I go to bed. This uh, yeah. keeps me up pretty late doing all this stuff, so it'll be a while. But tell us a little bit about your role with Half Rack and, and who Half Rack is. Give us the, uh, the elevator uh, pitch here. Yeah. All right. So the, the long elevator pitch. Um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> I mean, I guess basically I do a ton of stuff at Half Rack, pretty much everything marketing. I guess you could say that I'm the director of marketing. Um, that's That covers me in this short version of the story. And then uh, Half Rack is a brand, um, outdoor accessories, everything from gun cases to bow hangers, uh, uh, bow cases, you know, bow well and then after the harvest stuff um anything you need basically from before the hunt to after the hunt accessory wise except we're trying to build a brand that is something for people to cheer for um much like you're you know everyone who loves listening in on okay it's hunter right like you guys are giving them a purpose something to, to root and stand behind so that's our focus as an accessory brand because there isn't really uh, a accessory brand in the outdoor industry that fulfills that need of having a flag to fly so no i think you know uh accessories with the soul is kind of how i've heard it described and, and the way of it kind of laid out on your website is there's in the field there's lifestyle after the harvest and then shooting accessories so like you know you guys were at ata this last january and, and you did products 
Um, can you talk about, you know, maybe some of the keystone products in each of those categories, the field lifestyle after the harvest and, and some of the shooting accessories you guys have? Yeah. Um, well, I guess to start, <clears throat> the two main ones that we didn't necessarily like launch, but just kind of like brought a little bit more awareness to at ATA this year was um, our Gambrel and our Boeing, which are actually passing right there on the left. So like those had been available for people to but first like touch feel in your face type thing was at ata so um I'll, I'll discuss those first quick and then i can kind of run each category um so just like as a whole um you know we have a wide array of stuff whether you're a gun hunter bow hunter um and like i said from to after the hunt so i the bow wing obviously during the hunt um so it's your standard bow hanger um but part of our focus as a brand with all the products moving forward um, is innovation. So giving you the simple things that you need just in general, and then either making tweaks or upgrades to certain things like we did with the Boeing, um, or then just all new products as a whole that are innovative and not been seen before, which is something you can expect from us um, towards the end of this year and definitely into 2023. Um, so the Boeing, the upgrades there are, um, at the end where you put your bow on, it's a little bit more gradual. So easier on and off, especially like I know when I'm hunting as a righty, like I oftentimes lean back over and then you're trying to fight to get the bow off the hook. So subtle things there, but then we added in the, uh, oversized gear hook, um, which acts in two ways. One, hang a grunt tube range finder off of it underneath. And it also bites into the tree to give you that extra rigidity when your bow's hanging on the edge. Um, and then on the top, so that's like your standard fitting bow ozonic. So kind of all in one, check a few boxes. Um, simple upgrade has been stated before. Um, and then the uh, biggest number with hoist kit is again just a kind of like a quality upgrade. Um, normally it's just like black metal um finish but we found with like metal what we'd call hammered metal finish so um it's i guess gray and the undertone um i don't know that it's fully been able to be seen on the site yet in stock and we release something you but again just subtleties that make a difference in the long run you're getting a little choppy there. It's showing the signals, maybe uh, six out of ten. It says, "Is it? Are any chance are you on Wi-Fi or uh, LTE or something like that?" Yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi. Shoot. All right. Well, we'll keep rolling, but it's just a little um, gitchy. So hopefully, it picks back up here. How about yeah. that, Jimmy? No worries. Yeah, Oak Tree Dreams just commented, "Your guys' stuff looks pretty awesome. I mean, everything's so on brand. It's it's really well done. I think." There's, uh, and I'll let you keep rolling with it, by the way. I don't want to see your thunder, but one of the products that I saw oh. at ATA was the, um, I, don't, I don't even know what it's called, but it was a, I thought it was your guys' product. And if, if it's not, oh my God, I feel like an idiot, but it was like this <laughs> magnet thing that you slap on your truck on like your, your rear quarter panel and you can lean your gun on it. Yeah. Yep. That's, uh, so that's something that we're kind of just testing out, see how people feel. It's not on our site at the moment, but it's, uh it's technically a licensing thing with another individual. Um, so it, that's the shotgun buddy, super neat idea. Um, it's something that 
we are still kind of hashing out how we're going to offer it, but yeah, that's, that was our product or at least. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was awesome, except it wouldn't work on my Ford because of the aluminum body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, see, the biggest problem there is not that it doesn't work on your Ford. It's that you have a Ford. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Greg's got a Chevy, so I'm sure he's like thrilled about my Ford half the time. I'm pretty agnostic. All trucks these days seem pretty nice. Any trucks better than walking? <clears throat> well, any trucks got a big gas tank right now is a problem. Yeah, it's a different topic. <laughs> yeah. So what else? What are what are some of the innovative things you guys have rolling uh, currently? Um. So I mean, I would say that um, the Boeing definitely probably has the most like upgrades to what you've seen standard and you know our assortment at the moment is you know you know if you want to be technical it's what you call like opening price point me to products right there's a fair bit of people that have very similar things um but again our focus is to put a soul into these products showcase stories with these products as like you know the nexus to success um and for, you know, these are an assortment from 2021 that is now rolled into 2022. The biggest things with those were quality upgrades and focus on materiality and, and design of the actual elements. Um, when you'll see the more innovative stuff will be again, like come 2023. Um, but for what we have currently, I think one of the nicest ones that I love to point out is uh, our Wazi. So a 48 for a scoped rifle, 52 inch for uh you know your standard semi-automatic over under shotguns um so those are cotton uh uh sorry quilt padded quilt cotton finish so like nice padded quilt design on the outside with all tone on tone so like logos not big blaring in your face and like an orange or red or what have you right it's it's black on gray. It's simple. It's clean. It fits in with the assortment of what people already have, you know, because uh, that's where we want to be able to find ourselves is to mix in with anyone's array. Because, like, you know, everyone, if you ask them, what's your favorite camo? What bow do you use? You know, they all have what they root for. And oftentimes they want to keep it cohesive and looking clean, you know, whether that's for social media or just because that's what they like. And we want to be able to fit into that seamlessly. So that's why we take those clean design approaches. Um, so that's, I think, the biggest one that I would point out at the moment. Yeah, and whoever is on your design team and on the product development side, is it's sharp. I mean, it really is. It's ex The way that you're articulating it, I wouldn't be able to put my thumb on it that way. I think that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Because you're right, you don't, you don't want to clash with your stuff. There is, in some cases... People do. There's different things that you like for various reasons, or sometimes you just get the product that you have because it fits a need. But then you are having that clashing thing. That's kind of like I would akin that to getting a used vehicle. Yeah, there's a color you probably want, but sometimes the mileage and the engine and the terrain or the drivetrain are more important. So you're willing to settle for maybe a color you're not super thrilled with because it meets other needs. But in your case, you kind of get the whole package. Yeah, no, that's that's a great way to put it. And again, that's like the weird like kind of balance we have is like we want people to products are but we know that we have you know we have to take a, a seat to main focus of what is outfit is generally an after conceived to begin with is to not make them an afterthought right which is 
again, you guys are the only company I've ever heard of that is solely focused on accessories and gear. Everyone else has that as an afterthought. You guys are the focus when you're encompassing everything. Yep. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And we've talked, we've had Josh here, Josh on your team has been in the studio. He think he's proximity wise, not too far from us. Um, you know, there's a bunch of you guys over there at half rack. What are some of the things that you're, can you talk about what's coming to fruition for like later this season? Is there anything that you're able to kind of unveil? Um, so <laughs> I'd love to, uh, <laughs> I think from what I've heard and like this, you know, obviously certain things are subject to change. focus is with, I think there's, let's see, one, two, three or four, um, new innovative products. One is like, it's, argu- it's not necessarily innovative, but it's, it's purpose and how it will be marketed is not something that's really been done. Um, but other than that, there's three others that of products that we're going to look to showcase at ATA this year, obviously fully, like that'll be the first time anyone sees them a full display of new stuff. Um, what I'll do for you is uh, let me, it, it's going to be, I haven't thought about it in a sense, so I'll do it. I'll, I'll say it as I'm thinking about it. I'll tell you what category they fit into. That's about as much as I can give you. So, uh, one of them will definitely be for after the harvest. Uh, two of them will be for during the hunt, um, and kind of odes to some public land. So like, uh, it's going to be an interesting piece for sure. Something that no one has ever seen before. Um, and then, I know there's a fourth one, but now I'm really can't remember it. So uh, we'll just kind of. That's all... like me trying to remember my kids' names. <laughs> I'll be right. <laughs> that's uh, man, that's got to be difficult. It'd be I would hate to work for Apple for this reason. I would just have such a hard time sitting on some secret like that for like a year. <laughs> it's all good. It's it's fun. It's fun knowing that. So I guess I look at it as the benefit of having to sit on is go through all the emotions of what you feel about it, especially concept perspective to final product to where then you're best able to tell a story from a marketing perspective of how you want a consumer to feel, right? So like, it's, it's not just, hey, here's this cool product. It's running through all the emotions and thoughts and details and how we can showcase it and all these different nuances that then people wind up doing all themselves because we're human just like everybody else. Right. So like if you go through this time of thinking about the product and seeing a new way it could be used, all of a sudden people are going to be using it the same way, but you've already had that realization. So now you can best communicate with them. So like, I love marketing and all that stuff. So that's my focus. I'm okay with keeping it a secret. Yeah, that's cool. Craig would be a great product tester for you guys. Invents his own ways of doing things. I feel like every season is like, oh, I'm going to make a stand or I'm going to make a platform or I'm going to make a stick or I'm going to modify this or I'm going to modify that. You know, you'd be a great resource for them to just bounce ideas off of, hey, Greg, what do you think of this? You know, there's plenty of PVC J hooks being used in, in trees to hang bows and other things. So I almost bought one last year. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> sounds, sounds like uh, OSHA must love you, especially uh, man making your own platforms. Yeah, I, I borrow parts and pieces from other things that are already OSHA approved ish. Oh. <laughs> and and they get tested before I just go out to the woods and hunt out of them. So yeah, he does jumping jacks on them or something weird like that. Yeah. 
drinks a couple beers on it. Okay, can handle the curls. We're good. Uh, <laughs> what you do over there, Greg? Yeah, but you're always tinkering. Yeah, probably going to be less of that this year and more focused on uh, finding something I really want to hunt and, and kill. Hopefully, so we'll see. You heard it here, guys. Greg said less tinkering this year. I'm gonna, I doubt that's going to be the case. You can't help yourself. Yeah, well, it's not a bad thing. No, I'm not dogging you for it. No, but. You guys got a lot of a wide array of stuff over there that's helpful to just kind of like outfitting yourself. It's actually funny. I like browse your site and be like, oh, I guess I probably could. I could use this. Like that snack bag you guys have. Yes. Like who the hell thinks of that? <laughs> but there's enough freaking things with wrappers on them that are loud and crinkly and crunchy and and silly. So like, it's you, nice. You just pull them out of the crinkly, crunchy wrapper. Yeah. You toss them in the bag and you. Do you have the? Out. You have I it, do. don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have it. That's right. That's one of the things that you got that I didn't. I'm jealous. We'll, we'll have to get you one. Yep. But I think the funny thing about the snack pack to me is that growing up, the amount of times my dad told me to take my snacks out of the wrapper before we went in the woods is I couldn't even count. And the amount of times that I didn't listen was every single time. Uh, mm-hmm. But now the solution for it. And it's kind of ironic uh, that that's, was the transgression of that part of my hunting career was it went from not listening to my dad to now I can just put them in there. (laughs) Especially those nature Valley bars. I don't know. I I think maybe like what they've done with their packaging is like more biodegradable. So like great for the earth, but fucking impossible to open. You put it in anything colder than 40 degrees and it gets like three times as loud. Yes. (laughs) It's so that's one like, and they're really good to eat, though. I like them. Like the chocolate chip, double chocolate one or whatever it is. Amazing. But no, you can't. I opened one the other day and it freaking crumbs all over my entire kitchen. There's still crumbs in there in places that I can't even figure out. <laughs> Stupid freaking things. So that's not something I want to open in a tree stand. It's not going to go well. And I'm probably not going to eat the damn thing because it's going to fly somewhere else. So that's a, a, a great idea. That and sunflower seeds. That's fair. What is your, well, I guess since we're on that topic, what is your number one snack of choice? That's always a good question to pose when talking about the snack pack. I don't, man, uh, you know, honestly, I like the cliff bars these days. That's what I'm into. You're into the cliff bar. Like the, the double chocolate brownie cliff bar specifically. That I love like that something thing. You scooped out of the cat box. No, not, no, those ones actually taste good. Now, if you're going to eat those, uh, what are those other ones? Like the three eggs or whatever. I don't even know what the hell they're called. But oh. Those ones are not easy to eat. Yeah. RX bars. Yeah, they stick in your teeth, dude. You take a bite and it's like you're picking out your teeth with XR. So if you're bored and you want something to do, just grab one of those things. Like you've been busy for a while. Uh, I'm not a fan There's of those. Snack, no, I'm, I kind of like the, the Sunbelt Chewy Granola Bar because that wrapper is fairly quiet, but they're still not like you don't pull them out and they're a dried up thing of oats and whatever else they mix with it they're they're much more palatable mm-hmm. you haven't tried the double chocolate brownie one then yet nah. overrated <laughs> it's not I'm telling you uh that's why yeah oak tree dreams so that's why you get the zebra cakes see now you're speaking more my lingo or you need to have uh oatmeal cream pies those are those are quiet. What about those, you know those uh, what are those energy balls like the peanut buttery oatmeal no, things that my wife about makes? Putting peanut butter on his balls. Jimmy John has a question. He said, "Are there any tree stand safety products that you guys have?" Um. So I guess 
I'm assuming with that you mean uh, safety like harness. harness. Yeah, no, that, we don't have, have any of that at the moment. And as far as I know, I don't believe we will be getting into that. I mean, if so, it would be a handful of years out, but that's where we are at, uh, with it currently. Good to go. Good question, John. Uh, by the way, guys, the phone line is open. I'll put the, the number on the screen if anyone wants to call and ask questions here. We're happy to bring a caller on. What nice. made you decide to get into this business? I'm just curious. With as big as the market, big and or small as the market is, and how many products are available, you guys had to have a couple of really key items, I think, to want to compete in this space. So I'm assuming you're asking me, like, specifically, why would I want to be a part? Like, why did I like to become part of Half Rack? Sure. Um, so, I mean, I guess that question for me would be <clears throat> definitely more of a personal and like the brand as a whole. Um, I mean, the brand as a whole answer is that, you know, in this space, yeah, there's a there's a handful of options, but the biggest thing is soul behind it, right? Soul, purpose, values, all that. Um, you know, the accessory space in the hunting industry is not like, is not unlike many other portions of the hunting industry, you know, tree stand, camo, bows, right? No one, you know, it's interesting, right? Like you may or may not ask that question had I come to you with a new bow brand or whatever, you know, because it feels a little more in your face tangible that like, all right, yeah, this is a cool bow with X feature, right? Um, accessories, they are so simple in nature that it seems a little bit more odd as a space to get into, but it's really coming down to now with many different companies and brands creating a ton of the same stuff. It's really a game of who can out market and who can out brand. They, you know, that's on the technical side. So like that to me would be the brand answer, um, personal answer. Um, it would be similarly to that as well as I, you know, I got out of the military two years ago, um, and pretty much started my time, like started doing stuff in the hunting industry, like short after. And I've been very blessed with the path I've been able to take in it. Um, and the reasoning for wanting to be a part of half rack, uh, first is, is one of the first opportunities I had, but second, why I'd want to, why I want to stick with it is because, after not getting to hunt in the military a ton since being away from home, um, I realized the importance to me of making a memory as opposed to just like chasing a big deer or whatever. And like being able to hunt with my dad, um, you know, as much as I love to bow hunt, like I'm just as stoked to go to deer camp and gun hunt as long as there's good people there. So like, and those are some of our main values and in a very contextual way for half rack, but that's why for me. That's a good answer, man. That's nope. really well aligned with, with our ethos, which is why we, I think where our brands are pretty, like obviously from a human perspective, we're all friends, but I think <laughs> our brands are best friends, you know, like they, they go hand in hand and they're very complimentary to one another. You know, like you said, as much as I love bow hunting, I, I, there's nothing that can replace deer camp for me either. Like you don't get back from bow hunting. Um, so yeah, it's intimate to bow hunt and you're, you're, you know, uh, much closer to your query and, and things like that and, and whatever it's longer season, but there's some about just getting together with the boys and, and throwing back some beers and blasting a rifle off in the woods at, at a deer too. At that point, I'm like, you know what? I had a, 
rough bow season. I'm about to take the boomstick in the woods. And I always uh, use that scene from uh, Billy Madison. No, Billy Madison. <laughs> uh, yeah, Billy Madison, where he gets a dodgeball. He's like, oh, you're all in big, big trouble, right? And he just starts chucking the ball at these little kids. It feels like that for me when I go in the woods with my gun. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, well, actually, I know we had talked earlier. Um, I mean, if you're cool with it, I'd love to take that part of the conversation and be able to kind of share some of our thoughts on what our fall campaign is because it like aligns perfectly with that sentiment. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know there's some other stuff we want to get to also. So go go nuts, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, there's definitely some details still being hashed out. Um, obviously, like any other campaign, like there's always brand collaboration. So like those are things that are still working themselves out. But I thought that it would be really sweet to like, especially to your audience, like you said, like our brands are friends. Like, I think we all think similarly on a human perspective. So um, be able to share what our major campaign is um, trying to build it up this fall. So it's something we can continue in the future. So like, you know, for everyone listening, you know, get on board and take part, but it'll be uh, the slug gun slam. So it's going to essentially be a photo contest um, as you know, from a giveaway perspective. Um, and that'll basically the whole purpose of it will be to showcase whatever photos amongst a certain number of categories that showcase best part of our motto, fine, uh, fond memories, um, will be the winners. You know, um, we want to try to employ people to get out and go use a slug to hunt, you know, um, during their respective, you know, legal season. Cause it's not something that's something that when I think of traditional, like bare bones, you know, classic deer cam story, I picture like a flannel, a slug gun and like a stool and like that's it and you just got good people in camp so that's the reason it for reason for it being slug gun slam try to employ people to go out with uh, a more traditional um outlook focus more and i also think the slug gun itself is not something that ever gets brought to light from a marketing perspective in our industry so it's just a unique way to get people out talking about making memories, just enjoying out there. And then, like I said, um, whoever was amongst the three countries, best showcase fond memories will be the winners. Um, so that's sure. kind of for all gist of it. Well, I mean, slug gun, that takes us back to our roots. I mean, I know I started off with my dad's 870, which was taller than me, an old wingmaster, uh, 12 gauge, and I remember blasting a deer and just about getting knocked down every time I pulled the trigger because that, that gun was so much bigger than me. Um, but I still continue to use a slug gun. I mean, forever we were, we were regulated in Southern Wisconsin here to use slug gun only. And then probably late nineties, early two thousands, they, they switched over to either, either rifle or slug gun. Or it depends on your local mun- municipality. Yeah, and But for the most part around here, we're allowed to use rifle now. I still like, I prefer to carry the slug gun because it's open sights. Like you said, it's a bare bones gun and yep. it's always reliable. The first deer I ever got was with the slug gun, a pump, a 12 gauge pump action slug. Uh, you know, I think at probably 10 or 15 hours, my dad can you know, weigh in on the, the distance. It was pretty close and I got down to go get lunch and so we'll just hang on, wait for me to get over there and I'll come back with you. And in the process of waiting, you know, a, a spike buck showed up and got him it was my first year i ever got you know uh 
It was pretty damn exciting too. That thing freaking rolled. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of distance. I was like, holy shit. Um, but that was it. That was my first deer I ever got was with the slug gun. And I got a rifle the year after that. And mainly because I was jealous my dad shoot deer from a further distance. I was like, well, I got up the ante here and give myself some more uh, opportunity. But I, you know, my dad still has that gun at his house. I'm sure it'll end up in my house at some point here. It's huge. It's probably as tall as I am and I'm six foot. It's, it's <laughs> a really large shotgun. Um, had quite the kick too when I was a little kid shooting that thing. It hurt my shoulder like crazy. I was a little baby about it. Now you put a little flinch in you. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I don't want to pull the trigger. But no, that's cool, man. That's awesome. So like how do people participate? You said it's like kind of like a photo contest to, to highlight the the you know um fond memories. Like what's in your mind's eye, because you're creative. Um, what does that look like to you? Well, yeah, I mean, so a few things you know, while y'all were both sharing your stories there, like that'll be part of it. Just like more of the community aspect as opposed to the contact contest aspect will be like trying to employ people to hop on their story, post a reel, you know, or tag us. Maybe it's just a photo that then gets entered into the contest and share the story of like, like you said, like you killed your first deer. So I might have to hit you back up. We might have to have a podcast solely geared around slug gun stories and when they come the fall, but, uh, um, so basically it'll run November 17th through December 12th. So try to not keep it too long, but try to hit right in the speed spot of when most people's gun seasons are. So hopefully everyone gets an opportunity to, uh, be out there exactly for, you know, that time. But, um, you know, since it's a photo contest, there's no like expiration. Like if you're, if you're able to share a photo that might be a few years old, like, especially year one, as we're trying to get it out there, I'd be super down with like people sharing that stuff and getting involved. Um, so to me, from a creative perspective, what best showcases fond memories? See, that's the tough thing is it's very subjective. Um, but I think that's also the fun part. Uh, I would say, I don't know, if I had to really paint an image and it, you know, this is just the first thing that comes to mind, it would probably be, a couple generations in one photo, um, possibly even, you know, whether, or it's like a husband and wife, like married in and it's her first deer and their kids there or something like something that show that spans generations. Cause like, that's our aim for our brand. That's kind of the focus of slug gun slam is that it's timeless. Um, and I think it should be more geared around the expressions within a person's face or their hand gestures, their body language, as opposed to the actual animal. Um, so that's kind of how I would paint it. That's cool, man. Like, so my dad, he got his first year with that slug gun and he bought that when he was young. So like, I actually kind of need to hear my dad's story of it. I don't know that I've even heard it or if I had, it's just been so long that I don't remember it. Um, and then mine, you know, like let's hear how this slug gun got two different generation of hunters, their first deer, you know, at some point when I pass it down to my, you know, two sons or daughter or all of them or whatever, how great would it be if they get their first deer with it? Like literally a gun serving three generations of hunters. That's a ways off, but I got something. <laughs> yeah. Last weekend of gun season, you're going to have to come out. Okay. We're going to go do some pushes. I'll Your grab... gun drive that you do. Yep. Yeah. We'll do some pushes. It, it won't be hard to do with, Five or six guys. Yeah, right. We'll fall into the swamp. I'll be that guy. That's fine. I'm usually <laughs> I'm usually that guy's going waist deep in the stuff, and I don't care. But 
I'll see if I can get the old man's master with the 30 inch barrel and find some Brennicky slugs to put in it. Okay. Zell's shot the best out of that gun. You get your gun. We're going to have to shoot it and find some good ammo for it. Let's have a gun off. I don't care. A slug Let's off. Do it. We're slugging it. We're slug <laughs> slugging it, it. There you go. We're slugging it out. That's great. Yeah, I think the, the like sling on the shotgun is held on by zip ties. Yeah. Mine. <laughs> Dad didn't want to wreck the wingmaster by screwing in studs to the stock, so his was like an old coal pin sling that had a loop on it, and he looped it and wrapped it around like the pistol grip part of, okay. of the stock. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then he had an end cap that did have a swivel in it, and he put it on there, and it worked fine, but it was I remember it was Jim Crumley's real tree even, so that's that's dating it a little bit. Sure. And it had a, <laughs> and it had a Weaver quick point scope on it which had a had a big um, magnified like piece of glass on it that would attract light and you'd look in it. it was no magnification there was no magnification to look through the site so you had no magnification so whatever you saw was what you saw sure it didn't bring it in closer and I remember lining up on that first seven pointer that was running through the cornfield and and shooting it in the back and it rolling over and getting up and running off crazy man yeah the one i got was in the neck which whatever that, that was enough to do it in uh that's exciting man obviously here we are you know shooting, <laughs> shooting the breeze about it someone on tiktok just said i like the sound of this um you know i think you're you guys are definitely onto something you guys, you guys have a great team over there so it's not surprising that anything you guys are gonna do is gonna be fun like this but um, you want help with it let us know yeah 100 percent. yeah you guys got enough content between those two stories and that deer drive to get us going <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. shot. Yeah, I mean, I that that first buck that I hit in the back, and I never got it. I didn't get to tag it. That was at age thirteen. Um, somebody else took it after I don't know how many other guys shot at it and hit it, but I didn't get my first buck officially until about seven years later. I finally shot one on a drive about 70 yards with my with my uh, 870 special purpose and that had rifled slugs oh wow yeah kind of cool savage slugs interesting <clears throat> yeah craig knows his way around a, a a gun better than i do um i know my dad had texted me the model that gun and i texted it to you but of course not, i can't remember it on my phone because yeah <laughs> it's over here so um that's neither here nor there but so what what I, obviously in august you guys have an event going on i'll be there for it um, I might even be doing some podcasting there if the opportunity presents itself. Uh, why don't you talk about that a little bit? I won't steal your thunder on it, but I'd love to, you know, we're in Wisconsin, so I know it's going to be local ish to where we're at. Yeah. So I guess just to clarify for everybody. So like what we were just talking about, that'll be the slug gun slam, like photo contest in November, December, but then this in August are 2%. Uh, so we're 2% certified, uh, company. So, well, like you guys are as well. Um, yep. But uh, so basically 1% of our time, 1% of our money goes back to conservation. Um, every year, every year uh, I guess it's pretty much roughly winds up being the third Saturday in August um, is 2% community conservation day. So every 2% certified brand, um, you know, can go out, do like either a fundraiser um, or like a river cleanup, some sort of conservation event. So, Last year was our first one. We started with doing a fundraiser. So this will be our second annual one um, down in Waterford, Wisconsin. So I guess just a little bit south of you guys. Um, that's right, right, south of you guys. 
correct. Yeah, no, good job, man, for not being here. That's great. I wouldn't expect anyone to know that. Um, so uh, basically, last year how we did it, we had uh, a couple live podcasts. Um, there was music, free beer all night, um, which was bought by uh, Earth Environmental, which is a company local to your guys' area, not hunting-related. Um, but they'll be buying the beer again this year. Um, and it's at Spanky's Bar and Grill in Waterford, more specifically. Um, so super cool vibe. Everyone there was super cool, especially, you know, for me, I've always been on the East Coast. So like seeing the Midwest in general was just pretty awesome. And everyone's definitely nicer there. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but um, uh, raffles, silent auctions. Uh, last year, the Wisconsin DNR was there doing a Q&A. Um, and last year we raised $6,100 for, um, conservation efforts in Southeast Wisconsin. This year we're going to do everything I just said, but amplify it, uh, more live people, like more live podcasts, um, different music, um, some other live Q and A's. Um, and then this year we're electing that all of the proceeds go to, uh, the Ward Burton wildlife foundation. So Ward Burton was a NASCAR driver, um, so from there, that'll then be divvied out from his foundation. Um, so we're just, we're looking to do a few things. One, bring more attention to it, um, get more people there. Last year, there was probably like 60 entrants and then the other people that happen to be at the bar. We would love to have 200 entrants plus the people at the bar. Um, and hopefully at the very least double the $6,100 that we raised for conservation um, through all those things, live auctions, uh, raffles. So I know for sure we have stuff coming from Trophy Line. Um, I guess we'll have to talk to the boys at Latitude to see if they're willing to help partake because it's it's not about which brand is there and this and that. It's, it's about just helping raise money for conservation. So we want to get everyone involved. Yeah, and the more attractive some of the products are well-known or liked or whatever, is going to increase the bidding war that happens on that, which will raise your your top line for the conservation efforts, which is pretty cool. And maybe someday it gets big enough where you guys are giving away a freaking truck or something like that. I know Bear Archery has got that badass truck they give away for Total Archery Challenge. It's a different caliber of event, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> pretty big draw. We just had uh, AJ, AJ, right? Mm-hmm. AJ uh, on, yeah, the last name again, another doozy, uh, Kasmer Zach from cut the coffee Viking on last week and he won the freaking truck a couple years ago from bear uh, yeah. which was ridiculous when you hear about how it actually happened. Like I said, I don't know how you didn't go to the casino that day because you, <laughs> you get struck by lightning. Some people can just shit in a swinging jug. Mm-hmm. And yeah, unless I have diarrhea, I might get a drop in there, but you know, I certainly <laughs> not heard <laughs> visual picture through there, a screen door and not touch a wire. <laughs> oh, disgusting. There's so much poop in my house, so I'm used to it. Between the two cats, the two dogs, and the three kids, someone's always puking or pooping in this house. It's disgusting. Don't ever get carpet. I'm over carpet. I never want to have carpet in the house ever again after uh, all the things we have running around in here. That's fair. Good advice for when I buy a house. Yeah, dude. Carpet's no joke. It's just disgusting how much it holds. Reminds me of you know, the, the, the place was after deer camp. It's all like, uh, was it LVP? Yeah. Which is nice. When you're done, you just sweep. Sweep. You're good. Someone spills a drink. Oh, no big deal. Wipe it up. We call it's that gone. no big deal. <laughs> like, that's great. Yeah. Oh, man. Hard surfaces are a wonderful thing. Where are you staying when you come? Are you coming to the event then? 
Are you coming I'll, back? Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, I see. You getting in Airbnb or what are you getting? Uh, staying at Josh's. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> are you Josh's? Perfect. Yeah. God, he's, he's such a big dude. Like he's tall, and I don't mean like like hefty. I mean like he is a towering man. The fact that his last name is Dutton is oddly coincidentally freaky. Yep. He has a commanding presence. Super nice dude, but just you know. Uh, I can I can I can uh, I can put him in submission with just a few words. Get him scared. <laughs> a few words. <laughs> this, this is this is uh, we definitely got to. I hope you can make it there because it'd be great if you had all of us on at once, just like the dynamic. That's why I, I really like working with the guys and, you know, it's always good to be able to showcase that we're people too. Like we're not just like a brand, you know what I mean? Like we like to have fun and shoot deer. There you go. Shoot deer. We got that shirt, dude. It's funny though. Like people perception is reality and the perception oh, yeah. put out in the digital like landscape it's just interesting. A lot of folks think we're much bigger than we are, and it's just a couple of us. We're just working class guys. Yep. I mean, not to steal that hashtag from anybody, but I got a regular day job, and I try to help out what I can, and, and Derek does too, and Tyler's got things going on, and you're running 10 different directions all the time. Yep. So we just tie it down to a chair every Tuesday. That's a good way to say it, Greg. I never heard it like articulated like that. Tie it down to a chair every Tuesday. Here we are. <laughs> yeah no and, and it's just fun like we have so much fun doing this stuff so no it's marked on my calendar uh although i don't know the date offhand but someone just asked jessica ann who's uh a, a pretty major player here locally so hopefully she can make it It'd be fun to see her there uh we met her at the a trade show this past march but she's asking what day is it which is the same question i had even though it's on my calendar i want to know what day it is <laughs> it's uh it's saturday august 20th this year um i think roughly like to come like enter the event it'll be roughly three in the afternoon and then just run all night so that's the time change but that's the day for sure cool that's a week weekend before our event which is the 27th and uh we're in hardcore planning phase right now john said he saw your limo around town yeah that's probably not my limo (laughs) (laughs) we're not we're not seek one okay we don't have our own limo crew cab pickup trucks do they qualify half ton (laughs) <laughs> i guess they do jessica said she'll be there perfect i'll be there about five miles from there perfect so we got perfect. at least one attendee from listening to the podcast nice you, can, you go to look at our bio on instagram i'm pretty sure i put it in there you can go register now uh pre-register and uh everyone so all right i know that there's sponsors and this and that and the other thing but I know y'all are sponsored by Spartan Forge, but so everybody knows if you come to the event, every person through the door at the event will receive 40% off from HuntWise. So like, just got to put that out there. Sorry if you have to take backlash for that, Eric, but. <laughs> um, Bill will just, you know, punch me in the shoulder a couple of times when he comes through Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> but there's enough overlap there with a lot of those players that, you know, obviously uh, they don't have what he has and he doesn't have what they have in some you know aspects. So I think it's totally cool. Exactly. But we're not going to call in bed with those guys, no. <laughs> That's true. Bill knows too many powerful people. I've met a couple of them. It's very scary. Wow, you I'm, feel threatened, huh? I wouldn't say threatened. I would just say conscious. That's fair. I'm surprised. He's, I wonder if he's listening. He usually listens. Uh, it's been a while. He's busy, guys. Listen later. We'll need to come to the Mobile Hunters Expo and hang out. Yeah, Chris. Um, I don't know when that is, but I know we have like, I think, I don't know when, an, I know it's in, I think it's in August. The What's the trade show that we've, 
gone to in the past in West Bend. What's that one? Deerfest. Uh, yeah, Deerfest. I think that one's it, it's changed over the years. Uh, we'll see where it continues to go from here forward. But one of the main stays that kind of got the thing going on, they uh, left the space, and I think it left a bit of a vacuum there for those guys to try to figure out. But pre, in the past, it's been fun. Um, a lot of the trade shows seem to take place in the spring, by and large. So you know, I know we have. Potentially this coming weekend, we have an archery shoot with our buddy Anthony with Deervane. Um, I intend on trying to make it for the morning of your guys' event. We have our event. So there's some fun things going on in summer. Total archery challenges happening around the different you know, different states. I think they're in Michigan next. Yeah. So there's plenty okay. to do with your bow in hand or you know beer in hand or, or both. Not at the same time, but gotta good be, stuff. Got to be responsible archer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For our foam, fe- for our foam fest, I've been trying to say properly – shoot first drink later i've said that backwards which could be a problem <laughs> if you drink first you're not allowed to shoot <laughs> there will be a waiver yeah. Yeah. leave it to me to mess that up send the wrong message out to people but we're giving away uh, a couple of bear archery bows which is cool so that'll be fun and among a bunch of other stuff and i think we have talked to you guys offline about that too because i believe you guys are a candidate for giving away some stuff too sweet yeah and I think we're going to bring some of our hats or something to your event also. So if people want to get some of our stuff, I don't know, we're happy to toss in for like your, your silent auction or auction, or whatever you guys have going on for that. I was talking to Josh about it. I yeah. Make sure we get well, on that. Like, you better hide some in the corner somewhere. Yeah. They all disappear. Yeah. Our stuff's going quick. It's weird. Silly TikTok. It's a good weird. Yeah. It makes it hard to plan. Like to, cash flow and inventory that's a whole new thing for us like we're just a bunch of goofballs so we're entering real business issues good issues but issues nonetheless that's the hard part about business is that when you start you're like i think i've got it all hashed out and then you're chasing your tail halfway through yeah you're like oh this is actually working like now now what do i do i'd actually expect to catch a car when i was chasing it like shit what do you do with this thing <laughs> that is it's the most true thing about business it really is yeah yeah uh oh, love the bottleman hat uh wear it way more than mine <laughs> that's good anytime someone wears our stuff more than their own that's a maybe a good sign i think but we're like that i wear a lot of other people's stuff so um dude thanks for for being on the show any any like thing that we're we're getting to cover do you got an okayest moment you can share with us to wrap it up what what does an okayest moment entail? <laughs> Something that I'll, that can be defined a number of ways. I'll put my definition on it for this particular instance, but it's oftentimes it's something that in the moment you're like not okay with or pissed about or or like it's disrupted your hunt in some way, and that later on you can look back on it and laugh. But in the moment you're like, mother, you know, it's not cool. Uh, let me think. Um, or so you I forgot or, or something embarrassing, like anything that you normally wouldn't share with people, we want you to share with us. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if I have one, but I know my dad has one that I can well, share. Got your under the bus on the podcast. That'll go over well. Yeah. <laughs> well, him and him is the only person I ever hunted with growing up. I'm I'm from Long Island, unfortunately, uh, New York. So not very many. There's a lot of hunters. Uh oh, connection dropped off like dramatically. You still with us, sir, Jimmy? Oh, he's gone. 
Damn it. I have to get him right back in here. Let me see if I can uh, kick him a link here. I don't know what happened. Our signal's still going strong, so. Sorry, guys. Right when the right when the story's getting good. Somebody hit the cable box out by him. Something happened. It literally went all red. It said zero out of ten, and then he dropped off. Have to do some editing and post production. Thanks to the folks in TikTok uh, joining in. Appreciate it, guys. Happy to see you here. It's fun to to get some more listeners each week when we do this. We'll see if Jimmy jumps back on. Try saying that ten times fast. He had to. He had to take a time out. Maybe he remembered. A, His dad okay. probably pulled the freaking plug. He, maybe he did. <laughs> You're gonna you tell dare. me a story. Of Don't you, man? He was over there with <laughs> just the cuts the cord. Side cutters. He was ready to cut it. So there's the side cutters. Yep. That was it. Uh, I hope he can jump back in. Obviously, he knows we lost him. We lost. Yeah. <laughs> text here. That's the thing I like about Mac is I can text from my computer. You know this because you have a Mac now. Yeah. Yeah, this can also be a pain in the ass. Oh, it's tied to my wife's phone, so I can't do any of that stuff. Oh, jeez. Well, if he hasn't come back in, I don't know. Well, what are we going to talk about? That awesome shirt you're wearing? There he is. My awesome shirt? No, we don't need to. Okay, you were just about to tell the story, and then it went, like, red, and you dropped off. So, like... <laughs> All right. All right. You thought maybe your dad cut the cable with a wire cutter or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, so basically you heard nothing. All right, so I'll Correct. repeat. All right, um, so grew up hunting in the Hamptons. Um, it was like early November, so like big houses, rich people. The landscapers are finishing up the uh, landscaping for the year, wrapping up the bushes like they do, all this expensive stuff. Um, they're like 70 yards from my dad. He's sitting there. Deer are used to the noise, no big deal. Um, but then after a little while, one guy wanders off into the woods and squats down and starts taking a dump like 25 yards from his tree stand didn't even know my dad was there and then later on they're bat all three of the guys are in the yard and they look up and they see that my dad was over in the tree and they all start laughing so i guess uh that's that's probably his okayest moment in the woods <laughs> witnessing someone take a crap on your yeah <laughs> that's pretty good oh there's no deer coming anywhere near here now but maybe you know maybe they're used to that kind of smell i don't know yeah, never know those New York deer. Like, what's yours? Maybe not the 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 one, but like I think a most, one. Most recent is uh, dropping my phone down while I'm trying to talk to somebody. As I'm is watching, that Derek? Yeah, as, as I'm watching my deer fall over the buck that I got with my bow last year. <laughs> I think that was that was pretty okay. So why did you drop it? What happened? Well, clearly just I slipped had, out of your hand. Yeah, it was just. Like I could barely feel my fingers the way it was. And I'm talking to him and I'm like, there it goes, there it goes. And then as I'm saying that there goes the phone and it went through, I don't know how it made it through the platform of my tree stand, but it did without, without hitting anything. No, you should have went to the casino that day and shit through a screen, huh? Yeah, should (laughs) have. And it it made it through the platform and landed in the marsh grass below. And then the deer killed over. And you found your phone afterwards. Oh yeah. Yeah, No big deal. It was was right there. Digging around in the grass and it was there. Jeez, Derek's like, uh, Greg, uh, was he on speakerphone? No. Oh, yeah, because oh, you're, no. you're watching your deer going on. I, I wouldn't think so. It would have been pretty funny to hear him t- talking here. Greg, Greg. <laughs> Great. Yeah, mine last season was probably calling you guys when I had bucks around me. Yeah, it was pretty classic. That or uh, missing the opportunity on that nice one because I was reading your text of that poacher. Yeah. Yeah, that was 
I don't even know if I would call that an OKS moment. I'd call that a F- FML moment. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, man. Uh, now, your name, unfortunately, when you search half rack, you'll find a lot of like weightlifting equipment. How can we ensure <laughs> that people find you guys? Where do we need to send people to go, um, you know, that are tuning in and want to check you guys out? Yeah. Um, so, Facebook, you can just type in half rack. Instagram is half dot rack. And then our website is uh, half hyphen rack dot com. So that's how you can find us. And uh, yeah, TikTok, we're kind of ish on there. If you type in, I think it's half dot rack for TikTok as well. We'll be on there more as things progress, but it's an interesting platform. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but uh, yeah. can be very rewarding as we've seen. There's, and there's real community there, which uh, as we're live on TikTok right now, we got people commenting. So it's uh, good to see that some of the people that, you know, we know, like, and trust are over there. It's uh, more than you'd think. Sweet. Cool. Well, we're going to end the live broadcast. Folks that tuned in live, thank you for, you know, uh, hanging out with us and dealing with any sort of technical internet glitches. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, and this will be in podcast land tonight. So we'll let Jimmy go to bed and uh, we'll get to work. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, guys.